0: Hey there, it's Coach Laura with Compassionate Coaching. One of the most common questions I get is how did I start my podcast? Was it hard? Did it cost a bunch of money? Where do I even start? I'm really glad you asked because with Anchor FM, it's super easy to start recording your very own podcast. Just sign up for their free account at Anchor FM. You can record episodes from the Anchor app right on your phone or upload one from your computer. Anchor is going to lead you step-by-step in getting listed in all the major directories. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM and get started today. I know you have stuff to say and we want to hear it. Hello and welcome to the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast, where we're focused on helping you love the life you already have. Episodes are generally released every Monday, except when they're not. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching, and I am so glad that you're here. If you're feeling unsatisfied with your life, you're putting up with what does not serve you, or burning up all your precious energy, trying to be something or someone you're not, welcome my friend, you're in the right place. We're here to bring you a sacred space for stepping into your authentic self, the one you were designed to be. Using life coaching and human design tools, I can help you fully embrace who you are at your core so that you can live a life that you love. Today, I have the great pleasure of introducing Bamboo Ilana. And Bamboo, amazing, amazing woman, is an acupuncturist, an interfaith minister, MS movement specialist, and she has committed her life to the service of supporting her clients, And those she meets along the way to be more of themselves. For more than 30 years, she's worked with clients physically to help them reduce and eliminate pain with myofascial release, acupuncture, and various modalities that basically treated the whole person. She shifted her focus to addressing emotional, spiritual, and mental issues related to the uncertainty and fear growing in our world today. By improving one's unique decision making process, It is much easier to know oneself and be grounded regardless of the circumstances. After going through an adventure with cancer, she experiences more joy and happiness in her life and desires to support others in finding their inner joy and their true selves. Using her unique assortment of tools and modalities, Bamboo creates a safe environment for self-expression, self-love, trust, releasing that stuckness and resistance which no longer serves the true self, bringing one home to oneself. We delve into scary places with curiosity and compassion to find the inner strength hidden in plain sight. No matter how good you feel about you and your life, it usually feels great to have confirmation of your life choices and direction. Amazing. Wow, welcome Bamboo. It is such a pleasure to have you with me today. Thank you. Wow. It's a pleasure to be here too. So you are a fascinating, multifaceted individual. I wonder if you can tell us a little more about you. Let's start with like where you're from and what lights you up today.
1: Well. I was born in the Bronx, New York, and I grew up in New Jersey. I escaped to Woodstock and I lived in a nine by 12 cabin for seven years, no wow. running water, electricity or foam. And then I came to San Francisco. And over the years, over the last since 82, I've been wandering down the coast and now I'm in Southern California.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Tell us some. Um, tell us more about what you do with people. It sounds like you have an amazing toolkit.
1: Yes. You know, when I, when I was, uh, I worked in physical therapy in San Francisco, at San Francisco general, and people were falling through the cracks, not getting well. And so I learned, uh, you know, I was introduced to myofascial release and that was my cat's meow for almost 27 years or more. And um, what I was looking to do then, and it'll connect, um, was what does a person need to heal deeply and thoroughly? Because physical pain has an emotional relief, has an emotional link. Absolutely. And unless you do, unless you deal, uh, unless you deal with, unless if you don't deal with that emotional connection, people don't get better. And the regular physical therapy that people were doing was not getting people better. So I was always looking for something that worked and, over the years, I've pulled in more modalities and, and pieces that are going that were going to help get them where they needed to go because it's not a physical thing. It's, you know, it's like in myofascial release, if you, you know, like where it hurts is not where the problem is. Mm-hmm. And so you have to feel in where the body is. And this and that goes for everything. You know, people think they want this or they think their 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 pain is this. And we have to really look inside and find that root, so it's so this i'm doing the same thing that i was doing the physical body with the emotional and spiritual body now so it's still looking for how we connect everything together so does that answer your question
0: it sure does um where did you learn myofascial release training I learned from
1: John Barnes and I started that in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. So I was doing it for a, for a long time and I was able, I had this great job at San Francisco general in the rehab department. And, you know, I taught aquatic exercises and I, that because the, the PTs didn't like me around cause I was always pestering them. <laughs> and, and so by, by, do, by doing that, when I was learning myofascial release, I could do what I needed to do for the requirements that I needed, you know, the numbers that I needed to produce. And then I could spend the rest of the time doing myofascial work. So I basically was able to apply everything that I was learning right away and, and spend a lot of time with clients that would not get better otherwise. So, you know, and then, you know, I, john barnes and experience i mean i did thousands of people i worked you know 10 hours a day for a long time doing myofascial release work and so it was and then when acupuncture came along it it would allow me to even broaden that work because i could do needles at the same time as i was working on the body wow and when you get deeper
0: yeah amazing so i'm i i am also um an lmt and a medical assistant and I, and I have Issaquah wellness center in Issaquah, Washington, and we do a lot of different types of body modalities. And, you know, I've had, um, structural integration training, uh, mm-hmm. along the rolfing lines. And, and I've also had myofascial training and, and all of those things. And, and I myself have taken all of these different modalities and put them together. And I thought, I don't know how I came up with that. And I wonder if anybody else is doing it and boom, there you are. <laughs> You're doing exactly, you've got these different modalities that you've combined. And when we address the emotional state of a person, like I have to be careful that I'm within my scope of practice, right? But if we can you know, address that emotional component to the pain, I see in my practice, huge breakthroughs. What's been your experience when you put these things together? Do you have yeah, maybe absolutely. a client example or something like that? Oh. I had,
1: um, well, it's a physical, emotional thing. I had a, I had a client who's, you know, older, older than I am. And she was breaking her leg and falling and doing all these things. Mm. And as we did more myofascial work, she stopped falling and she was straighter and cleaner and just able to do so much more. I, I mean, I, there's so many people that have had breakthroughs, um, you know, all kinds of breakthroughs. You know? Yeah. <sighs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's sometimes it's so fast that it's like, I can't even describe what just happened. It's like, I'll have my hands on somebody on the table and we're having a gentle conversation about what their stressor is. And it's so you're, you're sort of maybe holding them in a fascial hold or an energetic hold, which is kind of the same thing. And all of a sudden everything gets really hot and releases and they're like, what just happened? you know? So it's like to describe that moment is really difficult to go. Oh, well, here's the mechanics of that. But just know that as we combine that emotional, physical, spiritual, all of these aspects together, the healing in that is incredible.
1: Yeah. I I had a kid, a young guy who couldn't walk very well. He had foot pain and all kinds of pain. And and, you know, I'm working on him and I'm on, I do a lot of standing, unwinding and a lot of, you know, like unwinding. And so mm-hmm. what happened that day was, you know, I said he took his T-shirt off and he had the scar in his chest. And I said, where did that come from? And he says he had heart surgery when he's seven days old. And I said, we have to unwind. And yeah. so I started unwinding him and he collapsed onto the floor just like a puddle. Boom. And, you know, he didn't crash or anything like that. He just collapsed. And when he
0: got up, he could walk without any pain. Yeah. Yeah. So what was in there? What came out in the unwinding? The, you know, the emotional thing was
1: that it was opening up It let go of that physical, you know, like the heart, the, the scar tissue is holding everything up and pulling everything. Mm-hmm. So it was really a whole body thing. And and I know that he's he he was an employee for a guy that I met. And I still get reports about him, you know, really expanding and expanding and expanding. So, so I don't know what the emotional connection was or the emotional stuckness, but when you, when you have a heart surgery when you're seven days old, mm. you know, how much are you holding on to that's oh, not verbal? Yeah
0: yeah well, there's that whole survival instinct thing. My chest was cracked open, and I think right. we we carry that trauma in ourselves right and And when we can get in touch with that with some intention and let it go, a lot of things open up
1: well, you know, I think the unwinding process really opens up a place for quantum healing, yes because because you know, like at that moment of unwinding, it's like they just kind of you know it's it, something it loosens everything and allows, allows freedom. You know, there's, there's a stuckness that happens. It goes away. The restrictions, you know, the holding the, the resistance stops
0: and something wonderful can happen. Yeah. We can like let go of those things yeah. that aren't serving us. And you know what? I don't think we have to like get into this deep, like psychology and talk all about the problem. Like, you know, we can let go without having to revisit the trauma this way i believe yeah that's yeah.
1: possible and you know that that is possible and um i know that i had surgery when i was 7 days old and i know a lot oh. of the healing that goes on it wasn't heart surgery um the a lot of the healing that i do is always nonverbal mm-hmm. so yeah. whether or not you know I, I i don't need to know what it is and a lot of people do they need to explore because they're so stuck in their head so second in their mind and it's like how to get them out, how to lead them, uh, you know, to a better way of being with their heads.
0: Yes. I love that. Let's talk about my big fat head. No, let's talk about yours. Wait, <laughs> let's not talk. Let's not talk about it. No, <laughs> I want to talk about my head, but I think that it's important. It's a great place to segue into getting out of our minds I understand that you are also a human design specialist, and this yeah. is not about how to use the mind. Would you mind um, giving us a little information now, how did you find human design and what 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 was that journey like when you found human design? Maybe just share um, a little story with us.
1: I was taking a a, a a scientific hand analysis class. I was in a program, and the teacher of that program, um Beth Davis, handed out the, the, the human design Bible to all of us. And, and I took it apart and I took everything that was about me, about being a projector and I put it together in a book. And the first thing I realized was that I had done everything in my life wrong. And that and as a director consultant for BNI business network, international, nothing was working and I didn't get anything out of it. And it was such a poignant thing because here I am trying to make a business happen. And And I'm pushing on people, and everybody's pushing back, and we're you know pushing me away. And so it's like, how do I do business? You know, as a as a projector. And no wonder nothing was working. No wonder I was getting so much resistance. And resistance is the hallmark of not being oneself. Yes,
0: yes. So you were in a different class, and so then somebody introduced the human design to you. Yeah, and we
1: started working on human design, and now she's doing more human design stuff than she is hand analysis. Well, wow. Wow. go figure. I mean, the thing is about hand analysis is great. What I found that I really loved about human design was that it was really practical and it was really objective. There was yeah. nothing subjective about it. Yeah. When you understand, when you really do the experiment, you get to know yourself. And there's no condition, you know, there's, there's always conditioning in everything we do. Even human design is, you know, it's filled with conditioning processes. Mm-hmm. But what you get to do is choose and experiment and how take things apart more with your awareness. The more aware you are, or the more aware I was, the more I was getting things and allowing things to let go. Um, and, I, you know, it took me two years to shut up sufficiently. And that's still not, that was still not enough. And it's still not enough, you know, to this day, because I can always be quieter. And the quieter I got, the better I felt. And the better I felt, the quieter I could be and the more I could observe and kind of just be in the space and who I was or who I am more easily. It was it's been an amazing journey. And and so I took that and I meditated on I have only one channel that's defined in my chart Oh wow! and it's unconscious.
0: Oh, oh, my. Tell us how that affects you. What, What is that like? Well, you know what I realize I've got the thirty-seven
1: forty, the, the thirty-seven forty unconscious, and you know it's it's like, and that's that's uh, that's in my design. And the thing about it is that I was fighting that family and community thing my whole life. I grew up with five brothers, and all I wanted to do was get out and get mm-hmm. away, and you know and fight with that and fight with the world and fight with everybody and resist and resist and resist. So I'm a queen of resistance and stubbornness and stuckness. And and so it's really helped me, you know, human design has helped me to let go of that a lot. I mean, tremendously, I'm such a different person than I was five years ago and seven years ago. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I've only been, and they, you know, in the rabbit hole of human design since like last July but I've had these huge downloads of information that are, and it's, it's changed everything. And I yeah. think the cha- the thing that changed everything for me was just understanding my energy type. Like, here's how I'm designed <laughs> to do life. Here's my energy type. This is how I do stuff. And you're talking about where you're a projector as an energy type, trying to make things happen you know, what, what, you know, I'm going to use a word. Is that like frustration? Is that what comes up for you? No, no. The thing that happens
1: with projectors is they feel bitterness. Yeah. Because they know so much. And a lot of times when they say something, people don't hear them or they reject it. They push them away. And then somebody else will say the same thing and say, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. And so so the thing that happens for projectors is that they want to be seen, they want to be recognized and they want it. They need to be invited right right and if they're not invited and they you know and they know what's going on i mean i'm sure you get pressured by from projectors that you know get away get away because you haven't invited them yes you know where they blurt something out without being asked and they disrupt the whole energy field
0: yes yes that's not yeah um And so, when you say bitterness, that's the not self theme. That's if you're not living true to your design, right?
1: Yeah, that's the not self self theme. But bitterness is is a complex emotion and feeling. It's a combination, Mm -hmm. from my perspective, of the anger, the frustration, the resentment the you know the disappointment all of those things come together and they builds up over time and when a projector gets to the point where they're always bitter about everything it's like nobody wants to be near them because you know bitterness is not it's not a tasty uh tasty treat i mean we can be frustrated <laughs> we can call treat. ourselves frustrated but to call us bitter call ourselves bitter you know no 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 we can't do that and so people don't recognize how bitter they are
0: yeah i was really curious because i don't me, I know what it means to be bitter. Right. And I know when something's bitter tasting, you get this, you know, it's not <laughs> exactly a the way you know, I don't want to be
1: there.
0: <laughs> but it's just, I have um, an amazing amount of projectors in my life right now. And, and I can see and sense when, when they're bitter and when they're not. And I, and I have one in particular that she's kind of a hard nut to crack. And um, I see her walking around in bitterness and, I'm wondering what does that feel like? What, how do you know that that's, what's going on that I'm experiencing bitterness Can you step into that for a moment? Do you mind did your experience? Bitterness? You like how does somebody in general know uh, when they, when they're experiencing this bitterness of being their not self, right.
1: You know, it's, a, it's a combination of feelings. They're not being seen. They're not being heard. They don't know what to do. They're mm-hmm. flummoxed or, or confused. Um, You know, I'm looking for there's a word that I'm looking for that that talks about the confusion and the frustration that's all balled up in one. And it's sort of like a bewilderment, but it's not bewildered. Okay, you know, that that they're feeling, you know, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do. Nothing's working. And no matter what they try, it doesn't go. And so so they end up getting stuck and, you know, it's like this roiling kind of volcano that's suppressed, you know, a pressure cooker of of frustration mm-hmm. and anger and and disappointment. I mean, it's all of these emotions because they never seem to get experienced success. To get invited, a true invitation, is 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 candy, is the sweetest thing. Yeah. And when, you know, and wrong and invitations really suck. You know, it's like, oh, my God, Is that. A, you know, it's like we're, we're doing or we're doing something that isn't, an, you know, going to, into something that's really big without having an invitation. Yeah. And then I mean, it just creates because you're not going to be seen. They're not going to be recognized and they're not going to get a real invitation because they need to be invited. We need to be invited for what's right for us. And depending on our profile, depending on who we are, the invitation has got to be correct
0: if it's not correct oh the same thing happens anyway then you wind up bitter all over again right right yeah until you're not Uh, what does i'm I'm wondering um let me just back up just a second again on the bitterness thing because i've just personally been a little confused about what this is like and if if you're experiencing this big ball of frustrating emotions what does that do to your self-image and your self-worth how do you all feel about
1: yourself, that, right? All of that is going to make you feel crappy about yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, depending on if you have, if you're, if you've got an undefined ego center and 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 uh, a solar plexus, that is going to make you feel really doubt yourself and really lack of, you know, you're going to have a lack of self worth. Yeah, you're gonna, you know, beat up on yourself. You're gonna criticize yourself, and everybody else is criticizing you, and you're just doing a, you know, bigger, better job. <sighs> wow. so 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 the self you know the the self-esteem is so diminished and when those centers are undefined it's even worse Hmm.
0: yes absolutely so the solution if you are all balled <laughs> up and you have low self-esteem and self-worth and and i don't know you might go homicidal suicidal or postal one of those things from all this pent-up energy right you're like oh, i need a solution So the solution to this
1: is to to get a reading and really delve into the experiment of human design.
0: Yes. And it is an experiment into the
1: experiment of human design and, you know, projectors have to study and they, they really need to study. I mean, the thing is that it, it, that that's a general thing for projectors and everybody's got their own design. And so, so we talk in generalities, And a lot of times people do readings in generalities and they don't really pay attention to the detail of what that person really is. Yeah. Like we were talking about the channel of charisma for you and Mm -hmm. that's your environment. That's not you necessarily. You may express that, but it's not the most prominent part of who you are.
0: No, it's not. And I'm still learning um how to use that information at a practical level right so it's all still filtering in it's kind of like a charisma am i charisma,
1: charismatic charismatic charisma be. is about being the charisma is about being attractive that energy yeah. is attractive okay and it brings yeah. people people draw get drawn to you you can help me too with that energy mm-hmm. yes rather and, than, yeah. you know and so they're what they're attracted to is That charisma of that busyness. Mm. Okay.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so, so much to learn. And I think that like, I have these terabytes of information going here. And then I realized that there's like 8,000 more terabytes to go. It's like, wow. Millions of terabytes. Millions. I just. There's so much detail in a human design reading. It's, um, it can be staggering. So I always tell people that I'm already working with and coaching with human design. And even in my massage therapy practices, we just start on a real simple, we'll just go layer by layer by layer. And when you're ready for more, there's always more in, in experimenting with your design. And, you know, we, I was asking, so what's the solution to this bitterness? And it's you know get a human design reading and and find where you may have been conditioned, where you may be living not by your design. Would you like to speak to conditioning a little bit?
1: Yeah, I I do want to do or that. something else. Go the ahead. The thing about the thing about the thing about the the thing to deal with bitterness for a projector is to recognize that you know who you are. You know, as a projector, you need to wait for an invitation and be invited and. You know, just wait. But the waiting is not a passive waiting. It's a very active waiting because you're really, you're learning how to deal with the energy field and being respectful of the energy field around you. Mm. You know, it's it's really important to shut up and listen a lot. Um, because shutting up is a really, a really important thing. The more you, you know, the more I shut up, the calmer I feel, the better I feel, the more relaxed I am. The more I pay attention and am am my projector self, the happier I am, the easier I am to communicate, you know, communicate with and be with. Um, And and it's so much easier to accept what's coming around to me from other people Mm -hmm. without taking it on. So, So in my design, I have seven centers that are undefined. And for my whole life, it's been, I've been feeling like everybody's trying to make me think or be or do something that I'm not. And all I wanted to do was be myself. Yeah, And so, so it really fits in with what I want to do is help people be themselves. And so the conditioning is the, the, the dealing conditioning happens everywhere. It's always there. hmm and it's not like it's going to go away. It's not like anybody can make it go away. The thing about it is that you can recognize it and see it for what it is without taking it on as ourselves. Yeah. Because as soon as I said, that's not mine, that's not mine, that's not mine, all this relaxation happened. And I was able to, oh, that's not even mine. Okay. And the more yep. we let go of what's not ours, the more we can love ourselves. Oh, the yeah. more we can love ourselves, the more we can open up to what's happening in the world. The more we can relax in the world and things come better to us. Yes. You know, yeah. The more we're ourselves as projectors, the more things are going to come to us, the easier it's going to be. And, you know, and the earlier you start doing this work, the better it is for you. I feel like I'm catching up with my whole life. You know, having to turn everything around and say, how do I build a community? How do I get the community that I need to support myself in the world? Yeah. That should have been built years ago careful with so the, the condition is always <laughs> there and the th- thing about dealing with conditioning is it's about being aware yeah. actively being aware and attentive to what we think in ourselves where and questioning where those thoughts came from and how we're responding and reacting to things because in that and the thing is all the events that we have in our lives are mirrors for us to explore. You know, people are props and things are props for us to say, well, what's that about? You know, what is that reflecting back into me? You yes. know, the outer yeah. irritation is an, inner, is an inner irritation. And I've used Ho'oponopono to deal with those kinds of things and have had remarkable results. But in that, it's like opening up to allow things to happen more. I have a gate 12-1 and it's called the monk and it's mm. in detriment. And it talks, about, it talks about Simon the Stylite, who's a monk, who climbs up these spires and, and, and basically isolates himself in order to, you know, get away from, from the world. And what I noticed when I finally got that gate, it was like, oh, my God, I've been doing that everywhere in my life. I've been rejecting the world, rejecting life, rejecting everything. And whether I'm, well, well, I'm not, you know, up on a spire someplace or on the top of a mountain I'm doing that same thing. And when I could see that, I could say, now I can choose. Mm. Now I can choose something different. I don't have to respond. I don't have to do have a knee jerk reaction to this thing and just do it all the time. And that's how you deal with conditioning.
0: Yeah. I love you. Well, you have a choice now that you didn't think that you had before. I love choices. I want more choices. (laughs) yeah you think
1: it's all you 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 know we take everything on as ourselves we take the conditioning on as it's ours that we're coming it's coming out of our mind and the thing to realize in human design is that our minds are not us Mm. i mean i don't know whether you've ever heard the story about how Ra took his class to a cafe at the change of 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 you know this is getting into transits and stuff where the where the gate was changing and what he did was he was in this very noisy environment and the gate changed from a very noisy place to another gate. And there was dead silence just for a few couple of seconds, but there was dead silence and you could see it, but nobody notices that generally speaking. Yeah. And, and so we don't know yeah. what the effects are. And, and the other thing is there's a there was a scientific study that showed that the mind, I mean, decisions can be tracked in the brain, 10 to 11 seconds before they become conscious. Wow. So we think we're having these, making these decisions. We mm. think we're having these thoughts and these inspirations and it's all coming from the outside, mm. especially 77%. I believe have the the head is undefined. And if that's all undefined, we're getting all these ideas that we think are ours and they're not. because they don't go to the throat they don't connect to a motor there's nothing driving it except this mind that keeps chattering
0: (laughs) yes yeah no mine is defined and um so yours yours is also uh, yours is undefined Then right and so yes you receive this all this crap that's not yours and you think it's you
1: yeah i mean we you know generally we think it's us Mm -hmm. and most of it's distraction you know if you look around the world you know, people are thinking about things that are totally distracting. Mm-hmm. And they put all this energy and they get all emotionally involved and they cr- get cranked up and it's nonsense. Yeah,
0: it's not it's even nonsense. mine. <laughs> it's it's,
1: it's, it's distraction, it. Yeah, it's pure distraction. We yeah. think
0: about things that don't matter.
1: Yes, yes. And that's what all that distraction is, thinking about stuff that doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, and the relief when we stop doing that it's gotta be pretty big yeah you yeah know, we
1: can let the mind chatter on it but we don't have to take it on we don't have to believe it that's ours you know one other thing I, I was talking um i was in a in a i was listening to a webinar and um you say my mind is telling me this so you separate the mind from yourself mm-hmm. the mind is separate from me and anything that the mind says that's negative about me is really not true.
0: Exactly. Period. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, For people I to had get a,
1: that is a real difficult thing.
0: Yes. Well, you have to then become the observer. Correct. You know. Sort of
1: you know, you can, can put it in that frame, and and I don't even go that far. Okay. I just want people to you know see the mind as them, not them. That it's the voices, it's the conditioning from outside of you. And if your true self was being honest, you would hear how delightful and wonderful it felt about yourself. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Rather Whoa, than going, the, the mind, anything negative is not about me. Right. Period. And yes. I'm not, I won't even entertain a thought that would counter, counter that, uh, that thought. Because it doesn't serve
0: me no no it doesn't not a, and yeah and i think once we can when when we get that when we can let that go the more peace and ease come comes into our our life and what a beautiful segue again for us here so the name of my podcast today is health and wellness made easy love the life you already have what advice might you give to these lovely people what might be key in people learning to love the life they already have, because you obviously love yours today in a way that you didn't previously.
1: No, not at all, not at all. Um, what would what advice? Oh, one piece, ten pieces. Get going. <laughs> the, the, the thing about the thing about loving your life is recognize that you have your mind that's not you, mm-hmm. you know, and saying okay. You know, that's not me. And so where can I go with that? You know, and you know, I would say, you know, if you really are interested in knowing yourself, get into human design. Find a, you know, someone to do a reading with you, explanation, you know, an explanation. Be practical about it. I mean, in the in the certified program in Jovian, it takes four years to get your get your certification. Mm-hmm. And they're very, very particular about what they do with that reading. I started that training and I want to do more of it. In fact, I'm going to take the training for uh, living your design guide so I can do classes and groups and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I love that. I love that process because it really invites people to do an experiment to notice and become aware. I and mean, I think one of the other things that's really important is awareness and that active awareness of noticing what's going on with me is is that mine to even ask questions is that really mine or did that come from my? you know you have a voice and you think it's yours and it came from your mother your grandmother the teacher some teacher somebody your peer somebody else but it's not yours but it's criticizing you in a way that forces you into being or doing or thinking in a way that keeps you safe And we make decisions, recognizing that we make decisions when we're knee high to grasshoppers. And those decisions are the decisions that we've been living with all of our whole adult life. And is it time to let them go? Yeah. Does that really serve you? Those decisions, you know, those, those decisions that we made when we're knee high to a grasshopper are about survival, surviving in the family, being loved, being accepted, being fed. And we're living those same you know, aside from all the decisions that we've made in past lives in our, you know, like that come with the genetics that we, that sure. we, that we're born with. Yeah. I mean, it's not all, it's not all ours. And and our true self is like discerning. That's the whole idea about finding your true self is finding
0: what's really me. Yeah. Finding your true self. Absolutely. Yeah. And you said you know, your and, mind, you said something really brilliant at the beginning of that, that your mind is not you. I think that's what we're going to call this podcast. The title is going to be your mind. Is not you.
1: Okay. Your mind is not you. Unless you you have a better one. I'm open. It's not you. Your mind is, is something that's really separate and being able to discern that. Mm. Because then you, then the question that comes up, you know, the big question underneath a lot of this is, do we really have free will?
0: That's a whole nother episode. For sure. Yeah.
1: You know, because yeah. really, you know, how much are we, how, I mean, the whole idea, the not self stuff that we're living and the conditioning we're living programs us to continue to be our not, not self. Yeah. And the conditioning drives us to do and be and function according to what's transiting around us. Mm-hmm. And so when we can become our true selves, we can step out of that space. The quantum entanglements that, you know, like that our planet exists in can be separated and spread out a little bit. So we have a little bit more wiggle room and a little bit more freedom. Our freedom depends on us deconditioning and not taking on everything that's around us.
0: Mm, beautifully said. Yeah.
1: You know, and the and and the way to do, I mean, the thing is, in the conditioning process, we're homogenized to think and, and say things in the, like everybody else does. Mm-hmm you know and to say the same things you know you know believe this it's it's like somebody saying there are too many people on the planet you know which is a conditioning element that's going to promote the idea of euthanasia and killing people off and if we say no to that that's you know there's plenty of food there's plenty of space there's plenty of everything if we want if there's the will and the desire to do that so that whole idea is a conditioned thought that we hear over and over and over and over again and we take it on unconsciously or consciously and spouted out of our mouths yeah. like everybody else. I mean, that's yeah. a, you yeah. know, that's a very hard example. And yet it is. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's poignant.
0: Well, and it's true because as we start repeating this thing from person to person and buying into it and believing it, then that's what we make happen for sure. Right, And that becomes the reality and it's all conditioning. And it's like, I have, over a period of a lot of years been able to when i when i receive somebody's idea i do have a defined mind like i know what's mine and what's not and when i receive somebody says something and and a, there's always this little processor running back there that says is that true do i believe that and it's kind well, of you like, you know, when you said, oh, you know, there's did. too many people, there's too many people on the planet. And, you know, we're, you know, we get, it can't ecologically support all these people. And and we're setting ourselves up for killing off part of humanity. And it's like, in my mind, went not true, you know, and it's just like that fast. It's like, no. And I think when we're aware of what am I thinking, what's mine and what's somebody else's, when we can distinguish, then we have true freedom that you had mentioned that freedom portion. Right.
1: And how do we know what's truly ours? Yeah. And, and, and that's about listening to our inner authority. Yeah. You know, when, you know, each of us has a different authority inner authority and, and our charts kind of express the variations in mm-hmm. that so that we have to find, we have to have our own experiment in order to find what that is. We can get guidance along the way. We can get support along the way to understand things better. And it still comes down to us really engaging that experiment. And the way I did it was, you know, I'm going 100% whole hog in this, and I'm going to do it very, very strictly, Mm -hmm. even though people say, why do you have to do that? You know, it's like working with a drunk. Well, can't you have a little drink?
0: (laughs) No, I can't.
1: (laughs) No, 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 no. This is, no. you know, and especially because my my d- definition is unconscious. I felt, you know, I really have to pay attention to this and, and really take it on because I really wanted to change things fast, as fast as I possibly can. I wanted that because I, you know, after a year of, you know, struggling with it, you know, I really dive into it, the more the more extreme i go into it and the more dedicated i am to it the better the deconditioning is yeah
0: the yeah. faster it yeah. happens the more i can let go i admire your commitment and it is, you know, it is it's, a big it's, commitment.
1: it's been very good for me it's been it's changed my life radically wow yeah you know i mean i really have experienced more joy in the last couple of years than i have my whole life amazing amazing so
0: so are there any final words that you would like to leave our listeners with before we wrap oh, up? Have today? fun with your human design. Love yeah. yourself. Love yourself. Have fun with your human design. That's beautiful. Yeah, it really yeah. is. It's it's yeah.
1: it's an experiment and it's challenging and you know and the more you can connect with people who are playing with it, the better it's going to feel for you.
0: Yes, yes. And you know, and if you're like me and you love to get into the heart of things and investigate a little and dig in there. Um, yeah, it's an, yeah, I think it'll be the rest of my life. I would be playing in human design for sure. I never run out of things in that at all.
1: That's understandable. It's a big rabbit hole.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I it's love a global it. rabbit hole. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time and your knowledge and your sense of humor and all the information that you've shared today. I just, it's been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure
1: for myself, too. Thank Uh, you so very much, yourself.
0: And thank you to our listeners. It's been a pleasure to be with you again today. And if you're interested in finding out more about me and my programs, you can go to my website at laurajadare.com. I do have a special running out there on your first human design reading. It's got a great price, so you'll have to go to the website and find it. So if you would like more information about Bamboo or working with her, I'm going to list all of her information below today's show in the show notes. So until next time, my friends, be so very good to you.